Welcome back to another episode of the Constructive Liberty Podcast. Today, I am joined by Sasha Rogers, who has spent over a decade working as a licensed counselor and healthcare professional, recently transitioned from working for an agency to now running her own successful remote coaching program, while also being a stay-at-home mom with two kids under two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. A super mom. Sasha, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So why don't you give a little background onto into who you are and how you came to, like what led you to becoming a counselor and then even transitioning into the coaching space? Definitely. So I enjoy talking with people and just getting to know different people. And um, I actually had a mentor in my master's program at OU that he is actually the one that guided me into the counseling realm. And he thought that that would be something that I would actually do really well in. So that's how I got started in it. Um, I think we definitely all have our stories, but there was no divine encounter that happened that led me to say, I'm going to be a counselor. (laughs) Uh, So that's how I ended up in the field. And I worked in the field interning actually at the agency that I was at working for free at 5 a.m. in the morning. Um, And then I got hired on there and I was lucky enough just to move my way up in that corporate agency and ended up uh, really having the top of my game there. And like so many other professionals and people in the mental health and service field, was just feeling really burnt out, stressed out. Um, a lot of things that were within my control, but also without out of my control. And during COVID, I had some hard decisions to make. And I was pregnant with my, I had my son, my first kiddo. And that forced me to make some hard decisions and transitions. And I decided to go all in on remote coaching. And that suits my personality so well. And I feel like I'm able to do what I'm really passionate about now. So that led to all the transition. Yeah, that's awesome. One of the things you mentioned was you talked about um, working at 5 a.m. for Mm -hmm. free. You know, a lot of people, I've I've talked to people that do some work for free and I've talked to some people that work at 5 a.m., but working at 5 a.m. for free is outside of what most people are willing to do. How was how that for you? And did, did that last long for you? It did last quite a while. Um, I had a certain number of hours that I had to get as far as my degree goes. And mm. that was where I chose to be and where yeah. the opportunity was. And you're right. Wake, I never considered myself an early morning person. And I also <laughs> was in my early 20s at that time. So life looked a lot different. Yeah. Um, so there was a lot of mornings of dragging myself out of bed. Uh, but I knew that's what needed to happen. And I believe that gave me that discipline in order and really showed that agency that is like, you know, I'm committed, I'm here. And I think that's also what allowed me to grow when new opportunities came up that they saw that I'm willing to put in the work. So right. yeah, that's awesome. Followed along. You, you, yeah. You also mentioned, you know, you, you came up in the, uh, in the counseling space mm-hmm. and a lot of people kind of confuse counseling and coaching. What's the, what's the relationship between those two fields and, and how, I guess maybe what's what's different now for you being in the coaching space versus a counseling space? 
Definitely. So in the counseling space, we're governed by a certain board. And so there's a lot of regulations and codes of conduct and everything like that, that we have to follow. So I feel like that's really the main thing when it comes to the counseling space is we have certain guidelines. The coaching space doesn't necessarily have any guidelines or, you know, you're free to coach and be who you are, be more authentic. I feel like um, speak more freely, disclose information so the counseling side was something that I really enjoyed and I'm able to apply that skill set that I have. But coaching just is so much more along the lines of suiting my personality. And we don't necessarily have those certain that box that we have to fit into. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's allowed me to actually work outside of even just my state where I'm licensed in. So I'm gotcha. able to have clients all across the United States, even globally now, which is awesome. Yeah. Wow. What's, is there a different focus on the two fields? So in, in my coaching, what I focus on is my passion for health and then also really working on the mental side of things. So I focus on nutrition and fitness and do all the programming and things like that. But I'm also be able to really dig into, you know, what are those self-sabotaging behaviors? So what are those limiting beliefs that you have? What are those things that have held you back or can put you in this cycle that a lot of people right. want to learn how to break. So I'll do a lot of personal development along with my coaching. Gotcha. Yeah. I, from my understanding, which I'm a coach as well, I've never been in the counseling side of it, but mm -hmm. from my understanding, it seems like the counseling is more focused on, on the past, whereas coaching is more helping you bring the future that you want. Would you, would you say that's right? I think everybody has their own counseling methodology that they work from. And okay. even for me, I was so focused. I'm like, we can dig into some of the past, but I'm really big on like, let's not let that dictate where you are today in your future. So we, the past is for us to learn and grow from. We all have those yeah. challenges, but how are we going to apply it and move forward? Um, so for me, that was my own, my type of coaching and counseling, the way that I right. approached it and looked at it. So I think everybody has a little bit of their own we have gotcha. a lot to pull from. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of experience out there. And, you know, I, I hear so many people say we learn from experience and experience comes through failure. But I like to try to learn from other people's experiences so that I can skip that step. And and I think coaching really bridges that gap. It's, it's learning from other people's experience and shrinking that time to achieve a result that you want. That's, I love that kind of how I've have come to look at it. So how many years did you spend in the counseling space before you decided to make that transition? So I started doing coaching while I was still counseling and okay. working for an agency. Um, and I was, we had a brick and mortar gym and I did a lot of coaching and really worked on the personal development and the mindset side of things. I'm given a lot more one-on-one -on -one attention with clients right. that we actually had in our gym and then um, once COVID hit and we closed down, you know, we were forced to, and we went full on remote with our coaching and we opened back up and we were able to see that we actually got so much better results working with people one-on-one -on -one and being able to give that attention that right. we decided to completely close down our physical location and go full gotcha. on remote. Wow. Okay. Okay. So it was... Would the, were you full-time coaching before COVID hit? Uh, yes. So I actually 
was a counselor working for an agency. And then we had a brick and mortar gym and was a coach at our gym as well. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I missed multiple, that little transition. <laughs> yeah, multiple things going on. Um, yeah. And then, yep. After COVID hit and everything, we're just like, we're going to revamp, you know, what we do and what our program looks like instead of being so much, you know, brick and mortar, come into the gym, work out in and yeah. out, but more of like, <laughs> let's dig into that's, things outside of fitness. That's a lot of, uh, a lot of turmoil to try to navigate as a fairly new business, especially one that's maybe not as widely well-known or accepted mm -hmm. to, to have an established way that you do business and then boom, that shuts down and you have to have to pivot to something else. I imagine that took a lot of uh, late nights and probably some tears trying to, trying to navigate that. Definitely tears, tears of, you know, like this is great, but also a lot of frustration. And yeah. we honestly dealt with a lot of really upset clients at the time because they didn't want to see our gym close. You know, we had people that had yeah. been with us for years and they were really upset that we made that decision. Um, and it was hard because we had a newborn right in the middle of wow. that too. Yeah. So we we're like, you know, we have to make the best decision for our family. And so that was, that was a hard, a hard transition for us. I bet. I'm, I'm sure. What are, what are some of the things that you had to overcome even, you know, beyond the changing your whole business model, but like some of the fears and maybe deeper challenges with inside of that, that, that you worked through? Uh, a lot of fear. I'm a person that likes to be in control and I like a lot of certainty mm, yeah. and that was not there at all. It was, you know, I, I, at that exact same time is when I was almost given an ultimatum in the agency that I worked for, for over 10 years as well, gotcha. um, that we, they were going to close down my central office. And so I was going to have to choose to either be on the road all the time, or they couldn't afford to keep me. And wow. I was in the middle of maternity leave at that time. And I was like, <laughs> I cannot be on the road all the time. I have a yeah. six week old child. So, um, at that time it was, you know, this is, this is it, you know, what do I want to do? And we had talked about me leaving my role in that agency for some years. It's something that my partner wanted me to do. He saw the stress that came along with it. And it was like, you know, just do this, go all in on yourself. Like, let's do this. And he was really excited. I was really nervous. So I had to overcome a lot of fear and that fear of, you know, are we going to fail? I have this new little life depending on me. Like that's yeah. not even an option. We have to, <laughs> so it was a lot of uncertainty. It was hard to I'm break sure. for me. I'm sure all, all of that, you know, it's, it's a lot of factors and, and we all face, you know, one or two factors at a time, but to pile some of those on top of each other, <laughs> yes. it, it just, um, greatly increases the, the challenges that you face for sure. Sorry. I have a golden retriever at my feet. That's <laughs> moving around, walking around and trying to bother me here. That's so okay. how, <laughs> how is it that, that you work with your clients today? Cause you, you mentioned you have a gym in, in the fitness space. Is that right? We don't any longer. In, We're completely uh, remote right now. Now, how do you work with your clients today? So we are 
almost primarily all upon referrals. We have a lot of referrals that come to us from people that we have helped. And then we do all of our marketing and everything organically ourselves. Um, so coming in the door, most people are looking for, you know, fitness, nutrition. And so we actually do all of our programming. We develop them a custom nutrition plan. And okay. then from there, we begin to really deep dive into, you know, what are, what are the bigger issues that are going on? So I always tell them, yeah. like, I'm willing to go as deep as you want to go. And so really being able to develop some really good relationships. Yeah. Wow. That, that's awesome. Um, is it is a challenge wearing all those hats in any kind of business, all the marketing, the, the developing, like you said, even like there's just so many things to things to do. And on top of that, being a mom of such young ones, <laughs> what are what are some of the challenges that that you face combining those two? Because, I mean, being a mom is a full time career in itself. And then I having discovered your, that <laughs> having your your coaching business on top of that, I, I imagine there are some challenges there too that you have to navigate. Yes. So, and while you answer that, I'm going to let yeah. my dog out. <laughs> yeah, go for it. So, with that is a lot of schedule and time management for us. So, I did discover that being a mom is definitely one of the hardest jobs out there. And so my yeah. son is almost three. Um, at two, he was diagnosed with autism. Oh. So that threw wow. another thing in the mix. We, you know, we I saw some things early on. Uh, he was a really challenging child, to be completely honest. And like during that transition, talk about a lot of a lot of tears. I didn't understand what I was doing wrong as a new right. mom and why I had such an upset child all the time and all these things, but come to find out he had some special needs that we needed to be able to adjust and meet. Yeah. Um, so now we have, you know, a lot of therapies with him. David and I both run our business and work from home. We have both kiddos home with us. Um, and so for us, there is a lot of looking at our schedules, communication, coordination in order for us to be able to do things like this, schedule our meetings, make sure we have kids where they need to be uh, because they're not in daycare. They're not in school yet. So yeah. we have a lot of moving parts over here. <laughs> to say the least. Yes, I'm sure. Now is you met, uh, did you say his name's David? Yes. Is he also a coach or, or is, can y'all work together kind of in that business? Are they, cause oftentimes if you have, if you and a partner have two completely separate businesses, there's not a whole lot of overlap, but I find it interesting, like my wife and I both have a service business. We, mm -hmm. we each run our own service businesses. So there's a lot of overlap in the things that we do and how we can help each other. And I was just curious how that plays into your relationship. Yes. So we, we both coach. David's been in the health and fitness industry for over 16 years now. Okay. And wow. so that's always been his passion. He was, you know, 100% in the gym whenever we had the gym and everything. And I was more the part-time person uh, because I had my own career going on as well. Right. And we honestly never knew if we could work together. We each have pretty <laughs> strong, pretty strong minded leadership roles. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we've been really pleasantly surprised that we're able to each play to our strengths. 
So we do each coach. So we coach our clients ourselves. Like we each have our own caseload, if you will, of clients that we help. And then of course, we're both available to both of them, you know, whichever, whoever each person feels like they can click with the best. So yes, we run business together as well. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's cool. I, I love, I love seeing that when couples can work together, you know, good enough to not only live together and stay together, but also manage a business together. That's a lot of together time. And, you know, no matter how well you get along, there's times when personalities clash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's it's awesome that y'all can work together that well. I want to go back to something you talked about in, in, when you were worked as a counselor, Mm -hmm. you talked about burnout what are some of the signs of burnout that, that somebody can identify? Because I think we all face that from time to time. Mm-hmm. What are some of the signs that people should look for? And how do you today work to keep from burning out with everything that you have going on now? It's definitely an area that I'm passionate about. And I feel like I personally went through and didn't necessarily see all the signs because it's mm-hmm. hard when you're caught up in it. You're like, this is just my day to day. This is what my life looks like. I mean, even now being a parent is like, there's days that I feel like I am burnt out. Like there's a lot (laughs) that comes along with that. Um, So being able to just really recognize those things within yourself, I think it varies a little bit person to person. You know, does it come more in the form of just feeling like overwhelmed and anxious and not ever really being able to turn off your mind to, I can't get out of bed. I am Mm. just exhausted and I sleep and I don't know why. And I think a lot of those symptoms can present itself differently with different people. Um, So those would be some of them. Just, I, I can't think straight. I feel completely overwhelmed and anxious. I don't even want to get out of bed to go to work. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been guilty of it, but I know this was one of mine is, it was just like, I just wanted to hit snooze over and over again, just <laughs> forecasting what the day had in store. I was like, yeah, I don't even want to wake up because I don't even want to deal with all the shit that's about to come with today. Yeah. Uh, wow. So those were signs, even for me personally, that I was like, I was burnt out. Like I was at my end. Um, and then just being, I didn't even really realize we had a gym. I worked out. I felt like I was fairly healthy. but. I felt so anxious all the time and I could not even physically get the body that I wanted to have. It didn't matter how much I worked out. It was like, I could not lose weight. I could not develop the muscle and the the toneness that I wanted to have. And I think so much of that actually stemmed from how burnt out I was, how overwhelmed and stressed out I was in my job. And not until I was out of it and began to see the actual impacts that learning how to manage that and to change that for my life had an impact on so many different things. Right. Yeah, I get that. That's, I can see how it would impact every area of life. Like Mm -hmm. just if you can't sleep, you can't turn off your brain and you can't sleep, it's going to be hard to get up, hard to fulfill the obligations that you have on day to day. And it just, it compounds on itself. How do you start to how do you start to get a handle on that and to reverse that to where you can be a whole person again? I think being able to start picking it apart and just one thing at a time. I work with so many different, even just women, on you know, how can we get one percent better 
today? Like what's one thing that we can do that helps you feel more in control that is giving to yourself instead of we look at, I think all of us, especially even in, if we are really high achievers and even just even professionally, it's like, we're always looking for it. It's like, what's the next thing? You know, where can I get, right. what can I do? And we need to be able to take a step back and be like, okay, well, what can I do for myself first? That it's okay to make yourself a priority. So that way you can be better professionally at home in your relationships. And it's like, you have to prioritize yourself in order to fulfill all the other priorities that are in your life. Yeah. What, is there something that you would say has the biggest effect on staying mentally strong and, and preventing burnout or even coming back from it? Like what's the, if there was one factor that you had to start with, where, where do you start with that? So for me, a, a big, a big thing, a big word that I use is just emotional management. And it's like, you have to become aware of the emotions that begin to really drive your thoughts and your behaviors. And you have to be able to manage those emotions. So that way we react in a way that we want to react and that's serving us Mm. and not just being more, uh, being more proactive instead of reactive to certain situations. So for me, emotional management is huge. Something that I feel like I've put a lot of work into personally. I feel like it's something that I'm really good at is to be able to look at myself and be like, I am feeling, I'm at a 10 right now. Like it needs (laughs) to come down because I'm going to treat my spouse ugly. I'm going to not respond to the kids that I want to. I'm not going to be able to be present when I'm talking with someone. So something needs to change. Mm Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Is there, is there a resource or a book or something that you recommend to people to, to help with that? Like if they're struggling to manage their emotions or, you know, they get caught up in their own head and just can't think right. What's, what's a good resource that people can go to, to, to help with that, to get on the right track? I would say something that's absolutely free to everyone is just start scribbling on a piece of paper. Mm. and it journaling meditation we're so caught up that it has to look a certain way and a lot of times we just need to get it out and so i'm like just grab a piece of paper just start writing some things down get out what's going on up here and then you can begin Mm. to to talk to somebody it's like who who's your safe person do you have a safe person do you need somebody that is completely unbiased and like that's where i think coaching is such a big impact is like grab have a coach have somebody that's in your corner and that doesn't need you is huge yeah yeah that's awesome that's cool where if somebody wants to reach out to you do you do you strictly help people in the fitness space or are you also in the the burnout like Mm -hmm. what's the the realm of how you work with clients So I say that I work in health and personal development. So when you come, I I feel like I can't help you improve. I want to help you be mentally fit and I want to help you be physically fit. So whichever avenue somebody comes to me and is like, okay, I'm really depressed. Well, it's like, I'm going to tell you to get outside and walk. And Mm. if you eat better, it's going to help your depression in the same way that if you want to lose weight, it's like, all right, let's get your fitness and your nutrition in check. But there's a reason why you've continued to be overweight or unhealthy. 
and mm -hmm. we have to figure out what is going on that has led you to not make the choices and the decisions <laughs> that you need to make. Yeah. So whichever avenue somebody comes in through, um, but everybody can always reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook is usually the biggest sources okay. that somebody will message and reach out and they apply for coaching. And I want to know if we're, we're going to be a good fit because that's important. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, I'll definitely have those links in the show notes when the podcast comes out. Is there anything that you would say to somebody today to get started off on the right foot, moving towards that, the mental health, the physical health and getting that all to work synergistically? What's the first step somebody listening to this should take alongside of reaching out to you for help? Mm -hmm. You're thinking about making a change in some area of your life. So you know something is broken. And so mm. whether that's with your physical fitness or your mental fitness, identify what you feel like is broken and needs to be better. And then from there, yeah. just come up with one small thing that you can do just today in order to move you in the direction that you want to go. Gotcha. And if it's your health, it's like eat one vegetable today, drink a bottle of water. Like it can be so simple, but you need to have those wins. And I believe in just being able to stack some wins and be like, you're okay. I'm able to do this and just yeah. to build that confidence. And then like we were talking about in the very beginning, stay consistent with it. Do it day awesome. one and do it a second day. Awesome. Sasha, thanks so much for your time. Yeah. It's, it's been a great and helpful conversation. I love it. Yeah, it's been a great way to start the day. All right.